and welcome back to Fast Charge. I am joined this week by Jim Martin, who's our main editor of Tech Advisor, and then Toddy on the end, who you know. Hello. Hello. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Oppo Find X2 and Find X2 Pro, which I have one right here. Uh, then Huawei P40 and P40 Pro, all the rumors mm. around that, and actually a P40 Lite as well. Um, and That's finally, we are going to talk iPhone SE 2, which was kind of expected this month and less expected now yeah <laughs> so yeah let's go okay yes yeah, so we're going to kick off with the oppo i think which hmm. was expected to get announced at mwc obviously coronavirus cancellation that's gonna be a theme today coronavirus um the mwc event didn't end up happening instead it got launched last week uh, i was at a london event where i sat in a cinema and watched a stream of a man on a stage in Barcelona, where MWC happens, but on a stage in an empty auditorium in Barcelona, recording the presentation he would have given to a crowd of people in the room, he would have given it. It's like what I was talking about the other week with the Xperia, Xperia launch with the, uh, yeah. the One Mark II and everything. Like, you know, it, was, it felt very weird to just watch him clearly presenting to just emptiness. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not waiting for the applause. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it was also a noticeable launch for what it didn't have. Um, mm. which is the Oppo Watch. So we'll get to the actual phone in a sec, but just briefly on the watch. You may have seen a lot of stuff about the watch because Oppo was teasing it very heavily across their social media channels, both Chinese and European. And then on the day, there was no mention of the watch except a brief, we're going to do another event for the watch. We then discovered they had already had an event for the watch in China. Yeah. Um, but there is still going to be a European event for the watch by the end of the year, I've been told, which is quite a long time frame. Uh, so, yeah, there is an Oppo watch. It's a smartwatch. It looks a lot like a certain Apple watch. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I wrote a piece about the, the launch strategy. What they typically do, like a lot of Chinese companies, is they'll do a Chinese launch and then they'll do a European launch or a global launch or whatever Yeah, for the same product, but obviously like the software is a bit different and stuff. So the Oppo watch, the way they are doing it, I guess, is more par for the course. Yeah. The Find X was actually the one that was kind of more unusual for Oppo in terms of their launch strategy exactly. by doing a, a simultaneous... A genuinely global launch yes. was, was the anomaly, the, the watch strategy of China first, Europe. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. But yeah, it looks like an Apple Watch. It has removable but proprietary straps. It has, mm -hmm. uh, I think it can do the EKG stuff, right. like the Apple Watch. Um, ECG, you mean? ECG, sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. And the other thing is it's not Wear OS, but it is Android. Mm. Which is interesting. So they've built. Uh, they're calling it Op. Was it Oppo Watch OS or Oppo uh, Watch Color OS? Is what it is. Right. I think. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Because so Color you OS can is Oppo. Apps. I don't know. They, we they, don't know. We don't really have much info. Like even at the Chinese mm. launch, there wasn't a huge amount of like deep diving into the user mm. experience or what it brings. Yeah. So okay. until we get one, until they launch it globally, yeah. we won't know how that um, works. It will work with other Android devices, though. We know that. Just nothing about iOS. So, yeah. Right. Standard. Opera Watch, one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stay tuned. we do have a Find X2 Pro mm. right here. Um, I've seen this and the Find X2. You were at this live stream I was at this slightly odd London, London event um, and then got a, got a Pro model to take away with me. Uh, first thing I'll say is a disclaimer. Yes, I have the phone here. Yes, they've launched the phone, but it still doesn't come out till May. So, there's a big gap. Why such a long gap, do you think? Um, I don't know. They said definitely not. Because of coronavirus. That's a direct quote. <laughs> There's air uh, quotes if you're just listening to the audio medium here. Dom did yeah. massive air quotes there. <laughs> uh, definitely not because of coronavirus. Okay. So if I say anything that makes it sound like maybe coronavirus is the reason that I don't have phones ready to sell yet, 
it's not true because it was definitely not coronavirus. <laughs> cool. I think that's a fact. We've got the point about that, right? Yeah. Definitely not coronavirus. So it just they just fancied doing it. Just made two, sense as the strategy. Two month lead time. And if you think about it, it would have been a three month lead time from the MWC launch. Hey. Which makes even more sense just when you think that about hype it. Yeah. Slowly. It is a strange strategy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm sure we'll come on to this, but we'll talk a bit more about Oppo's interesting way of trying to uh, sell phones in the UK and Europe and, yep. and the Western market. Perhaps not uh, the best way we would have expected. Yeah, I think we'll come to that in a sec. I mean, first, maybe we should say what the phone is, yeah. Yeah. what it does. Yeah. I mean, the, the easiest way, I think, of talking about the Find X2 series is it's basically sits somewhere between an S20 Plus and an S20 Ultra. Yeah. And I think they've taken a really similar specs approach to what Samsung has it's with its It's a pretty kitchen sinky kind of phone, right? Like, yeah. So, um, headline thing, it's got the 120 hertz refresh rate display, mm -hmm. um, just as we've seen on the S20 range. Um, the one little coup they've pulled off is that it runs at the same time as the quad resolution, which quad is, HD resolution. So you have to choose between the two, like we said previously, if you've seen our, our yep. unboxing of the S20 phones. Yeah. Um, so that's impressive. To be fair, I think Samsung technically could have done that. They chose not to, to save battery life mm -hmm. and to stop people from switching both on and killing their battery. Yeah. I haven't used this properly yet because I'm still on my S20 and I'm going to switch in a couple of days. Um, I'm very worried about how that's going to hit the battery. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing the test right now with the S20 Plus. Of, yeah. I've done a few days with 120. I've now flipped it to WQHD yeah. to see whether it's the same battery life or better or worse. But undoubtedly, both with, is going to kill it quicker. Like. I mean, what I found with the Samsung stuff is that going to the max resolution has a kind of 10% hit on battery life over the day. Going to high refresh rate, 10% hit to the battery life. Mm -hmm. I feel like doing both, 20% hit to the battery life, which Sounds is the about right. fair assumption. Um, what will help is charging speeds. Classic Oppo thing. They're big on charging. SuperVOOC and all that. This is SuperVOOC 3. 3, which they introduced with the Reno range. Yeah, the Reno Ace. But it's it. quicker, right? Uh, it's Reno speed. So it's Ace speed. Sorry. Reno Ace as opposed to Reno 10 times zoom yeah, or the Reno standard, 2. The standard Reno range, the original Reno range, was the Oppo VOOC 3. And yeah. then the super fast no, super was with the Ace. Yeah. So this anyway, is both of those Setting together. aside the silly name, <laughs> it's 65 watt is basically the headline thing. Um, yeah, so that is mad fast. What's the um, battery size? Do we know? Battery size, they are slightly different between the two, but basically okay. the same. It's 4200 in the regular and 4260 in the Pro. Oh, so so functionally the same. Why bother changing it anyway? <laughs> yeah, I, who knows? Some tiny bit more chassis space, I guess. There aren't really any many differences between the uh, standard one and the Pro? No, so they both have, like I said, basically the same battery. Mm. Uh, both have the 65 watt charging. Both have the 120 hertz refresh rate screen and the high resolution. And it's also, a, it does 10-bit color on the screen, which I shouldn't mention, oh, which nice. I think is maybe a first. I've not heard anyone else push that before no. in the feature. That's no, cool. I mean, 10-bit color is, uh, in theory, that is an advantage. Yeah. Uh, whether there'll be many, many people who can notice the difference yeah, uh, exactly. in the real world. Especially on a, on a screen that size. On yes. a screen that size. Yes. Um, and also apps obviously need to support it. Yeah, mm. exactly. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, screen size six point seven eight inches. So basically, again, that sits size wise between the S twenty plus and the S twenty ultra. So it's a big phone. It's not quite as big as the ultra, and it's definitely slimmer than the S twenty ultra, but it's still chunky. The thing I found interesting is the approach with this is a Find device, a Find X device. They launched the first Find X a couple of years ago now, twenty eighteen, I believe it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
that was a lot more experimental. It was like it was one of the first phones that did an all kind of like a near bezel free display. It didn't have a front facing camera that you could see. It, the whole top of the phone was a pop up camera, and that had both the front and the rear sensors. And yep. the whole design of it looked quite different to what else was on the market at the time. Yeah, this seems much more conventional in the kind of like as we said, this kitchen sink flagship, more classic flagship approach. It is more just all the specs you'd normally expect, but like. Big numbers. I'm a bit upset about that. I kind of wanted something a bit more crazy. The closest yeah. thing to crazy is is the finish on this model, which is just there are four different finishes, but this is um, vegan leather. They've got glass and ceramic, and then this is like a special. So so on the on the regular Find X, you get a choice of glass or ceramic, uh, blue glass or grey black ceramic. Mm-hmm. Um, the grey blacky ceramic is also for the Pro, and then the Pro also gets this sort of orangey vegan leather with then a gold trim it's decidedly familiar to the mate 30 pro huawei did a same the same kind of treatment you they could get did, a, didn't an they? orange vegan leather i forgot finish. about that yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's the first thing i thought of when i saw it i was like ah yeah but yeah um, how, how do you find the leather finish leather in air quotes texturally i like it yeah you know as like a hand feel kind of thing no fingerprints really uh yeah not like coming, coming off the s20s which is so fingerprinty <laughs> oh man um, so bad that that i like uh i it probably would be my color of choice yeah, I don't mind. I actually quite like the idea of vegan leather, which I mean is just a, a posh way of saying fake leather. Yeah. to be clear. Yeah, um, all it means is there's no actual animal involved. Yeah. Um, but this probably wouldn't be the color combination. Golden I'd go for personally is a bold yeah. pairing, I'd say. But yeah, it was cool. And price? Do we have price yet? High, high price. <laughs> uh, high is the price. Too high? Yeah, I mean, actually, sorry, we haven't talked camera, which is maybe the main sure. highlight. And actually, so I want to save price for the end. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Camera-wise, and this is where the difference between the two comes in, basically, between the regular and the pro. Really, there's a couple of tiny things, but it's basically camera, mm. which is the regular one has a fairly conventional camera setup. It's a 48 megapixel main shooter, which is the IMX586 sensor that we've seen in classic one. so many phones. Yeah, um, And then there's five times hybrid zoom on a telephoto. Yep. Um, and then there's a wide-angle lens that the only gimmick there, well, not gimmick is probably too strong, the only like oddity is that it also, they're doubling it as a specific video lens that shoots in 69. Oh, so it's a 69, like, shaped sensor, yeah, effectively. So that's you're what getting I was a full told. sensor for the video. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, so other than, other than the video sensor bit, it's, it's a pretty standard high-end mm-hmm. camera setup, and that should be good. Um, the Pro does go a bit wild. <laughs> um, it's a... 48 megapixel main sensor again, mm-hmm. but it's a different sensor. It is the IMX689. Basically the upgrade to the 586 is, that everyone was using yep. last year. So it's an upgraded one. It's a larger sensor. They've customized it with Sony. So, cool. you know, they've tweaked it to suit their hardware. They then paired it with a second 48 megapixel, okay. which is the IMX586 again. So they're using that as their ultra wide. It's sort of uh, the one that you know, okay. in a lot of other phones would be the flagship sensor. Is they're just buying that. Like, that's the ultra wide. Oh, like, cool. Don't worry about that. Um, and then zoom, uh, 10 times hybrid zoom. So I think it caps out at 60 times is the max, but that's, you don't need anything more and than this that. this is periscopic, like a few other things. It is periscopic, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, I, Oppo killed it with the Reno 10 t- zoom, uh, which is a good phone, but had a, a really great zoom lens that yeah. comfortably matched what Huawei was doing. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing around with this now, having come off the Ultra to see how it stacks up against that. But on paper, it's, again, very, very similar specs. Mm. Um, and then there's price. So, yeah, I, I thought these phones were going to be cheaper than they are. And that's my only hesitation, is they are, speaking UK prices, it's £900 for the regular and £1,100 for the Pro. 
These are both 5G dev- devices. Both 5G, right? both okay. Snapdragon okay. 865, 12 gig RAM. Like you know, there's a they're super high spec, and in, in a sense, when you hear the specs, the prices make sense. Yeah, but the brand the brand doesn't have the 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 clout yep. here yet to be pushing out. Like they'd almost be better to push not as powerful but more affordable devices just yep. to build the brand in the country first or in the market in Europe. Which is pretty much what Huawei did exactly when, yeah. when they came into the market. Yeah. They said we will undercut everyone else. Um, we'll we'll give you some good specs at a good price yeah. and then we'll build up to the real flagship yeah they've only been premium with, yeah. for what three years yeah. four years properly like yeah. properly competitive and even then they were still generally a bit lower price yeah yeah you know um and obviously that was working super well for huawei their market shows different now but that's for you know trade ban reasons not the, the strategy they had seemed to be working sure and an even better comparison arguably is oneplus yeah. which mm. is yeah. linked to oppo very closely and has had the same approach which mm. is you know, undercut and drop some specific features like some of the waterproofing stuff and stuff like that. So you can still hit sort of a a, a below premium price point with a lot of premium specs. Um, This is not, I mean, and and to be fair, I think on paper, this should be a great phone that's worth the money. So I don't want to say this price, I don't want to say it's not worth the price. Yeah. I just worry strategically, if you're the average consumer in a shop and for almost the same price, it's like a £50, £100 difference. You get the choice between this or a very similarly featured Samsung. Yeah. I think the average person will spend that little bit more, and it is just a little bit, mm. to get the Samsung. Yeah, I agree. Despite what I think on paper, might this might be a better camera yeah. experience, and there's a few extra features like that fast charging that yeah. just kind of set it But it's the front. unknown, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It People is are scared unknown. of it. Um, yeah, and especially, you know, Chinese brand in the wake of the Huawei stuff, I think mm. people are going to be a bit more cagey about that. Yeah, rightly sure. or wrongly, I don't think there's good reason to be, but I think a lot of people will be a sure. bit more worried about getting a Chinese phone. Yeah, we see this in the YouTube comments all the time. People saying, "Oh, Chinese phone, I wouldn't buy one," and like that's that's not right. That's not the approach. But I think again, for a, they've got to compete with that mindset, mm. and I think this is an odd strategy. But I hope it works because this seems like a great phone, and I cannot wait to properly test it. Sweet. So, from Oppo to Huawei, which obviously we were just talking about, but um, Oppo is about to have competition in this space, even before its phone actually comes out on sale, we should have the Huawei P40 series, mm. which, uh, from what we've seen on paper, look to go another step further than what this phone does, and actually should outspec comfortably Samsung and Oppo, if the leaks are to be believed. That's right. It's uh, it is a very interesting looking device. Um, you've got uh, from what the leaks are saying, you're going to have the the latest Sony IMX seven hundred sensor, which, of that. which has okay. actually been tweaked with Sony again. So yep. so Huawei will be using its RYYB oh, yeah. setup yeah, right. again, which uh, should enable better low light uh, performance. And certainly, uh, some of the Huawei execs have teased, you know that. That it's gonna it's gonna be uh, superior low light performance to their previous phones. Sure, which is which all were, phenomenal. Which were, which was already very good. Mm. Is this the sensor that's the biggest sensor, like bigger than the S twenty Ultra sensor in physical size? So and... that's the other tease that it will have uh, class leading. It will have the biggest sensor in any phone yeah. yet. Um, just beating what Samsung put in the Ultra. Just beating <laughs> what Samsung's uh, yeah put out, and uh, yeah. So, so it's a P series. So the photography yeah. is is the front and center. It's yeah. front and center. Yeah. It's all about the photography. So it's a few people have uh, sort of had uh, prototypes. They've had their hands on them. Uh, they've they've verified that the that the leaks in terms of design are correct. It's going to have a huge uh, rectangular sort of arrangement on the back. Mm. Um, it'll have 
Um, what they're uh, saying, I think, is that they'll it'll have a, a ten times periscope zoom. Yeah, and but that's that's all optical, right? Yeah, that, actually, that's ten times actually, optical. So an actual ten <laughs> times mad. periscope with two prisms to enable that, um, as far as I understand it. Plus, it will have um, a three times telephoto zoom in addition to yeah. ultra wide and a time of flight camera. So it should. <laughs> How many sensors is this? Everything. Five lenses on the back <laughs> and two on the front. Five lenses, two on the front, and two two periscope mirrors in there as well. Yeah. There's a lot to go wrong, I would say, in terms of both like just yeah. image quality and also just the technical engineering needed to make something like as complex yeah. as that. But I, I do I do love out. the choice to have a three times and a ten times, which yeah. I think is really interesting because I was going to make the same point. I was confused. Yeah. Like what? what? <laughs> so having having used the Huawei P30 Pro with its five times zoom, mm, I yeah. do find that it is. Five times is just a bit too much. For most of the time, what you want to do, when you see something and you think, oh, I need to get a bit closer, actually, you do five times and it has two close. Mm. I want something in between. Yeah. So a three times is very, very usable. And especially because with 10 times, that problem will be so much worse and you'll hit, actually, I think that'll be too far. I find it really interesting in the context of what we were talking about, I think, last week, maybe yeah. the week before, um, the, the Vivo Apex 2020 concept, which is, you know, again, concept phone not coming out, but they were pushing like the idea that they would have continuous zoom so again something like an actual dslr lens that can hit multiple zoom levels physically move so this is the area where yeah if if that can happen in a phone i mean yeah everyone's confused about optical zoom i mean it's it's not continuous zoom is a good way of putting it because when you have a, a dslr lens or any camera which can actually adjust its zoom between two points yeah. all of these phones are fixed at their so five the reason why five times zoom is isn't usable is because that's all it is it's yeah. only if you if yeah. you want to zoom out a little bit you're suddenly you, just you're cropping on the main sensor you're switching yeah. back to that main 1x sensor yeah um and just zooming in digitally so, yeah and okay there's some hybrid stuff going on uh and it is quite good but it is not the same as a continuous optical zoom so yeah um Beyond camera, I mean, so this is the pro stuff so far. Actually, there's going to be. There's one thing to mention that the rumor is that this is the pro premium edition. So um, there are actually oh. potentially five phones in this range. So there's the Light, <laughs> okay. which has been launched in Spain. Yeah, the yep. Light E. Uh, oh. don't worry about that. Okay. Then there's the the main P40, yeah, okay. which uh, is said to have a similar setup to uh, the P30 Pro from last year. Yeah. Then there's the P40 Pro. The P40 Pro, which uh, could have the same five times uh, okay. zoom as the last one, and then the Pro Premium, uh, which is going to take, which which has the all the five cameras. That I mean, explains because I was seeing some of the renders that I was confused by, where there were some for. I was seeing two different sets of renders for the Pro that mm. both looked very, very real, but were slightly different. And I guess that must make sense of it. One was Pro and one was Pro Premium. So we could I mean, end up with have extra a Pro models. and a Pro Premium. The price tags are going to be insane. Well, I mean, it's the same as what Samsung's done with the Ultra, right? Sure. They've gone from a plus to then having an Ultra. It's the same. Yeah. They've clearly identified that there are there is an audience out there who are willing to spend a lot of money on a phone, and if they keep going for one more tier of premium, I guess you know. And the Ultra has sold out all of its pre-orders. Yeah. So that's wild. So far, at least, it seems like there's there's something to it. I saw a thing about some uh, Huawei, sorry, saying that they're expecting in the next what quarter or or yeah, I forget the, the time frame, twenty uh, percent like loss basically yep. and i'm curious as to like they seem to just be kind of trucking on with their their standard kind of launch strategy a part of me wonders like whether it would be better to ham up the more affordable devices right now mm -hmm. um 
just because they're going to, I don't know, like they're, they're probably not going to sell many of these units. And of course, what we're talking about is the fact that Huawei can't use Google uh, services at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And so you're paying premium prices for these phones, you know, same yeah. as the competition, but you're unable to get Google services on it. Um, so you can't install things like uh, Google Maps. Well, this yeah. is where I think YouTube. companies like Oppo might, that's maybe why they're pushing this premium device because they, they have a very similar experience to the top Huawei phones now mm. nowadays, more or less. Yeah. But they also have the play services still. So like that is an edge for them suddenly. Well, that's why I find the Oppo's pricing f slightly odd is yeah. because they're so well poised to sweep in with this phone and take Huawei's place for the European market. They should have. And if they were £100 cheaper, yeah. I think they could have done a really yeah. good job with that and being the affordable-ish crazy high-end phone speaking. where it's you know that they're not in that space and yeah. it's a funny one because it actually leaves Huawei space to still try and undercut them if they want to and yeah. sort of say you can save a bit of money if you don't mind losing Google mm. um, I mean we're still playing around with the Huawei stuff and trying to figure out exactly what you can and can't do it's sort of worth reminding people that like losing Google Play services doesn't just mean losing Google we sometimes get people saying well that's fine I don't use Gmail so I don't care and it's like, do well, you yeah. use Google Maps? Do you use YouTube? Do you use A, it's the fact that Google all the Google Calendar? apps are all these other things, all these other bits of infrastructure, yeah. particularly Maps, which I think so many people use. Yeah. But it's also just that actually you're losing the App Store. So the Huawei App Gallery has a lot of apps, but not a lot of the ones you might be used to using. And we were playing around today with installing the Amazon, the Amazon App Store, mm. like you'd get on a Fire Tablet. And again, that gets you a few more, but there's still a lot you can't get. You know, you just can't get Uber. Like, there's just no way to get Uber through the Huawei app gallery or the Amazon app store. If you don't have Play services, you can't sideload it, at least not easily. So it's sort of like, it's not Google you're losing. It's access to, access to you most of the apps you use and things like banking apps. Yeah. I just can't imagine any of the big UK banks putting their, their banking app onto the Huawei app gallery. Mm. And certainly not in a time frame where if you bought this phone, yeah. if you're keen on... You'd be like, oh, I can wait for that. Like, if it's going to take a year, you're like, well, no, you know, I don't want to wait a year. Do you, how, how long app. are you going to wait before you can use the apps that you, you yep. need to yeah. use? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is a shame because, yeah, on paper, specs-wise, these phones look great. I actually loved the P30 last year. That was Love. my main phone for a long time. Oh, the standard P30? The standard P30. Oh, right. Jim, Jim reviewed the Pro, I used the and Pro. I had the regular P30. I the yeah. And I had a lot of time for the P30. Mm. So, you know, I have high hopes for the P40 series. It's just that software thing that just still... Holds holds me back from being able to hundred percent recommend them. But yeah, from as hardware goes, I've got like no doubts. They make They'll probably be the best hardware fun. in the world. Oh, yeah. Be yeah, yeah, And and I, I everything we're seeing on paper says this will be the same. People, it looks like it's going to have the hundred twenty hertz thing matching everyone else. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, mad cameras. It'll have the, no doubt uh, fast charging. It'll have volume buttons. <laughs> physical <laughs> yeah. buttons. Physical Ooh. volume buttons. Actual buttons. Yeah. Uh, no headphone jack, but no yeah. headphone jack. Um, the course, really. Yeah. Cool. We're used to that now. So the um, last thing to say about that is that we are going to find out officially on, is it March 26th? Sounds about right, yeah. Um, so it's a couple of weeks. Yeah, <laughs> so we will find out. There is normally a physical event for that, but this year, nope. So there will be a live stream only, so we'll be in the same boat as the rest of you sitting on our laptops watching the live stream to find out what these phones are. Uh, so we'll know in a couple of weeks. So from one sort of coronavirus-affected launch to another, <laughs> uh, Huawei is keeping its launch going, but shifting it to online only to avoid having an event where people are also touching the same phones. Yep. Uh, it is looking like Apple might be cancelling or indefinitely postponing one launch altogether. So we were expecting uh, there'd been a lot of rumours that there was going to be an iPhone SE 2 uh, 
uh, sort of a new, cheaper, maybe smaller iPhone device getting launched that was meant to be launched on March 31st was the expectation. And it now looks very likely that that is just not going ahead. I mean, I feel like the SE2 as a concept has been rumoured basically well, since yeah. the first one. Like. I've honestly thought it was just vaporware that <laughs> yeah. it was never going to come out. Yeah. But apparently it is, you know, the rumours have coalesced like the, now into like the closest it is happening. to concrete ever was yeah. like this March. Yeah. Like it was going to happen. All those people waiting for a small screen. Holding iPhone. out yeah. on and their original iPhone SEs. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah, basically, I mean, the reasons for this, uh, Apple hasn't said anything officially. So this is still speculation and there's still space for them to announce something within the next 24 hours before this video goes online that makes us look like idiots. But uh, the expectation is they're going to cancel the whole thing. It's partly because Santa Clara County, which is where yeah. they are based and where they have their venues, um, has banned any meetings of a thousand people or more um, for the rest of March. Which Seems an iPhone fair. launch would it would that require a thousand people or more. Yeah. Um, you would then think, why don't they just shift to online, as you know, Huawei and other companies have done. Or even just not have an event and just send out a press release, which they've done for they've other done launches before, in the yeah. past. Without a viral outbreak happening across yeah. the globe. But the line essentially is that coronavirus has also affected their production. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that actually they may have had other non-coronavirus production issues anyway. And so Apple may basically be kind of appreciating the excuse yeah. to push things back an extra few weeks. But like taking the hint, like, yeah, all of those factors combined, it's not that surprising that if there was going to be something, it has been postponed yeah. maybe indefinitely. So I'm, my guess is we'll see something online happen in April, mm. maybe May. I don't think we'll wait too much longer, but yeah, I don't think there'll be an event. I mean, we're already hearing a lot suggesting that maybe WWDC, which is a June event normally. That's like the that worldwide might just... developer conference that Apple holds every year where yep. they show off mainly iOS stuff. Big software stuff mostly. Yeah. And currently they haven't, they haven't uh, sort of taken that to it being an online thing no at, no. The, at the moment they, i mean they haven't sent invites or anything out yet um they had the ticket lottery and that's done but you know they've not said anything about that but the expectation is again that will either get cancelled or postponed or move online like google's similar io event or facebook's f8 mm. um but yeah same kind of thing just that's a bit later because it's june but i think just all that's going to get changed more general se2 rumor stuff the thing I, i'm kind of surprised by almost is that from what we have seen and been kind of like leaked or discussed is the SE2, if it ever does arrive, isn't really like the SE in terms of the sensibilities that it's trying to go after it. it some people are even calling it the iPhone 9. Yeah. In that it looks and feels too. more like an iPhone 8 with maybe an upgraded chipset. So it's not actually like super compact or small. No. It's got the old big bezels. Like this, it's, it's not quite as exciting as I think it could have been. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. What what was the screen size on the SE? It oh, was about four and a half. Four point two. Four point two. I think it was tiny. Though, yeah. And and the the room is screen size for the SE is a lot bigger. Yeah. The SE two is four point seven. Is the expectation, i.e., the same as an iPhone eight? Yeah. Is my so my understanding is the current state of the room is is we're expecting it to basically be an iPhone eight, but with an upgraded chipset, as you said. So yeah. pretty much the iPhone eight chassis, iPhone eight screen size, um, and so it will be that bezeled. You'll still get a home button. So it won't look like any of the other modern iPhones, um, which A, means it's not small no. in the way that people do. That is the love for the SE, is yeah. it is a small phone. I kind of like the idea of like a tiny iPhone ten. Like yeah. that was quite appealing to me. Yeah. And B, it means it's going to look really dated. Yeah, by the whole market's kind of perspective of phones in the upper hundreds. And, and even even in like the price point they're apparently looking at is is around 400 basically dollars? $400 like dollars? give yeah. or take is what we've heard like 399 I think was the expectation for the base model. But you know 
with what's out there if, now for that money. If you look at the Android <laughs> market for that kind of price, and I know actually the States is maybe a bad comparison because they don't have quite the same budget mid-range market. Yeah. But certainly if you're in Europe or a lot of the rest of the world and you think, you know, convert $400 to your local currency, look at the Android market. You can get something full screen. You can get pop-up cameras. You can get pinholes. You can get tiny notches. You can get really slim designs. You can get multiple rear lenses, whereas this is probably only going to have one. You can still get a Pixel 3a, 3a XL around that price. Yeah. And they're great devices and they, they look pretty good too. Yeah. I'd say maybe probably better than an iPhone 7 or 8 ever did. So other than the Apple brand cache, it's hard to see it from the spec, from the mm. rumors. It's hard to see how this could really compete in any material way. Yeah. That wasn't just, oh, well, I want a, I want a cheap iPhone. Yeah. And it could be that people who want cheap iPhones, a new one that will support yep. the latest iOS updates for a couple of years, for the kids maybe. Yep. Um, th- there's always going to be a market for it. For I, sure. I, th- I think there will. I think, And particularly y- in, in other countries, you know, I think this is yeah. meant to be positioned as part of their play to get more market share in the lower end of the market in China and India, for example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they famously moved a lot of their manufacturing for the older devices and the cheaper yep. devices to India not that long ago. Yep. So they clearly have their eyes kind of set on that market. But again, there's intense competition at that price point in India. So I'm just curious how... From the likes of Oppo, how, From the likes of Oppo, yeah. Oppo <laughs> is massive in India. So yeah. I'm curious how the, the, the Apple brand can carry it over what... I think my experience of, of sort of uh, the Indian market is that people are very spec savvy and really, really aware of what they're getting for their money. Yeah. And I worry that actually this is going to wade in and people are going to compare it and say, no, I don't get enough. I don't care that it says Apple on it. Like, I don't want a two-year-old, three-year-old phone just with a new chipset. Like, that's not going to... Yeah. Especially if they don't bundle a fast charger in there. Yeah. Which they won't. <laughs> God, yeah. They won't. <laughs> Slow charge. Yeah, we can always um, get a bit confused about the market share. I was looking at the figures yesterday, mm. and Android has about 87% of worldwide market share. iOS has 14%, slightly less than 14%. So, yeah, when you look at it on a, on a global scale, Android is, you know, Android is just miles ahead. Yeah. Sure. Nonetheless, still impressive that one company with one portfolio of products yeah. <laughs> is, is that fourteen percent or whatever it is. It is. It's still amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I find it. I find it an odd, an odd play for them. Mm. I'm. I'm curious. I'm kind of hoping a lot of the rumors are wrong. I would even stomach the bezel design if it was small. Yeah. Like I think that would work. Yeah. Because uh, that's the attraction of the SE that it yeah. can fit in any pocket. It's it's a tiny phone when you can't buy tiny phones anymore. And actually, that exactly that is a space where Android has let the side down, which is now Android manufacturer makes small phones. No, no. Can't uh, buy I, even, them I even saw back when the first round of SE rumors were SE two rumors were going around. Uh, a guy actually went to uh, one of the markets in China where you can get all these phone components. Yeah, right. And someone had built for the SE an iPhone 6 style body with the rounded sides. Right, okay. And that was one of the rumored designs for the SE2 at the time. <laughs> so like he actually took his SE apart and refitted it with this new design. And it looked pretty good. Like, yeah, I would have been happy with that. But yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not that sad that we might have to wait a little longer because <laughs> it's not like exciting looking but i think a lot of people still irrespective of how it looks we're always excited about the, the aspect the prospect sorry of a of an se2 so it's a shame yeah it's been so it anticipated coming, yeah um it's delayed yet again <laughs> and i mean we'll just see how far you know we, we, we've last week or two yet more delays and cancellations of things we're just mm. hearing today again this will almost certainly be confirmed by the time this video goes up but e3 looks like it's almost certainly cancelled that's the big gaming event for the year um so we're gonna see this keep 
sort of sweeping across the industry. I mean, we're still down for a Nokia event next week. Yeah, but I'm in kind the of UK, like but wary about. Yeah, um, it's a very odd odd time for this stuff. Quite. Um, and I'm curious to see how Apple handles it because they like doing their big in-person events. Sure. Even more than most other companies, I think. And I think they'll Indeed. be a bit reluctant to move to a live stream and that being the whole thing. With an empty room. With an empty room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they, they like the whooping the whooping fans and the applause and, and they get that. <laughs> they, should like just, they should everything. just cut in footage from previous keynotes. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to do it with like a Seinfeld style like laugh audience laugh track, track. You know, nice. laugh tracks and like applause and whoops <laughs> yeah, cut yeah. in, you know. Just make it really obviously if not they do real. It a bit of tongue in cheek. Yeah, could, you know, people. There's space for someone to have I mean, a lot of fun with this format. No one's doing yeah. it. They yeah. do make those cringy videos sometimes in the in the the opening parts of their shows. You know, yeah. oh, like, like the Mission Impossible parody exactly, and things exactly. like that. Yeah, they, I mean, that was they should just do a whole keynote in that vibe. I think they get some credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, it will. It's also a shame because it's the only iPhone hardware we're going to get till September, obviously, because it's yeah. worldwide, and we've got to keep waiting. Hey. But, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for watching. Um, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. I don't Maybe know what Nokia, if that all goes Nokia. to plan. Nokia, yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, we are, in theory, going to have a guest next week. Yes, that's the plan. So we'll see. Uh, thank you for watching. Jump in the comments, as usual, and see you next time. Thank you. Bye.